Yeah, Friday! Welcome to the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast. The future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show please leave a four star or five star rating any rating is greatly appreciated this is episode 82 it's amazing how time flies hey well let's not let any more time go by let's get into this journey updates well we had a good week this week we are down 3.2 pounds total weight loss for the month of march so far is 3.4 pounds total weight loss since january 2019 is 140.2 pounds total pounds remaining to get to milestone 150 is 9.8 pounds away Pounds remaining to get to milestone 175 is 34.8 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to milestone 200 is 59.8 pounds. So this marks the end of week one of phase two of our experiment. Overall, I would say this was a successful week. I have no real complaints. Now, for those of you, if this is your first time listening, I did have a experiment that I decided to become diabetic according to Weight Watchers survey. I pretended to be diabetic to see how it would change my plan and to adapt my life as a diabetic on Weight Watchers. In a nutshell. First week I did a baseline. I ate everything as normal as I would have or as normal as I had been for weeks and weeks. And I blew past my daily point allotment every day of the week. So now this week the goal was in place. Drop carb related sides at dinner and drop the protein bar at lunch. I did both of those things. And I made it through a basically a successful week. When I think back on it, I started to think about what did I miss? So of all the things that I cut out, did I miss anything in particular? And to be honest with you, there is one thing I missed. I committed to phase two being three weeks long. And for at minimum the three weeks, I will not add this item back in for those three weeks. That's what we committed to. Phase two was week two, three, and four. Everything stays the same 
until the end of phase two. But the one thing I did miss is on Wednesday nights, I have stuffing as a side with turkey cutlets. That is my Wednesday night dinner. Now, is, does it sound like a big deal when I say it? No, it's not a big deal. I didn't have stuffing. Big deal, dude. What are you talking about? Why are, Why did you miss this? You know? No, but it is something I enjoyed. So the stuffing wasn't a terrible side to have with the turkey cutlets, but it definitely was points costly. And so maybe I can work it out so I can work those back in after we get into phase three. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. But I also thought about what I could live without. And that's definitely the brown rice, at least. Now, see, what I allowed myself to do was I allowed myself to have carb-related sides on the weekends. On the weekends, for anybody who's been not been following me for since the beginning here, on weekends, I am more relaxed with my food choices. I don't necessarily choose the healthy items. I use my activity points that I build up on Saturday and Sunday if need be. I don't mind doing that. And I didn't restrict myself for the carb-related sides for the weekends. That was just the way the plan went. It was Monday through Friday, though. So the thing that I could definitely live without Monday through Friday is the brown rice, for sure. For sure. So if, if out of everything, I could eliminate Monday through Friday, I can eliminate the brown rice, but then want to bring back the stuffing if at the end of all this, it's not the end of the world if I want to do that. That's for sure. I talked about this a little bit last week, but when I, it came time to implement everything, I was going through a little bit of anxiety, thinking that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to succeed doing this and actually having to let go of food and implement change in what I was doing. But I went through the week. Monday went by, Tuesday went by, Wednesday went by. And as the week progressed, I realized quickly that even though, so there were some days of the week where I eliminated an item because mixed vegetables were already a part of that meal. Because anywhere I could replace the side, so if I had brown rice there and I could replace it with mixed vegetables, I got these bird's eye, steam fresh. It's like a microwave pouch. You know, you put the whole thing in the microwave. It's like uh, frozen vegetables in a steam bag. So the mixed vegetables with the carrots, the string beans, the peas, and the corn, that one on the diabetic plan comes up zero. So the whole bag comes up zero. And that's 10 ounces of mixed vegetables. Okay? On Monday, the mixed vegetables were already a part of that meal. So there was nothing to replace. I simply removed the brown rice. On other days of the week, the vegetables weren't part of the meal, such as Wednesday. So the brown rice was replaced with the mixed vegetables. Overall, I made it through the week, Monday through Thursday, not only not feeling hungry, feeling 
not over full either. Where the week before in my normal eating phase, before I made this change, I would end some nights feeling overstuffed. Implementing this change led to satisfaction and not feeling definitely full, not over full, which was a benefit. When I talked to you guys last week, I said I didn't believe I'd be able to drop the brown rice on Friday because on every Friday I eat for dinner tilapia. I use this these uh, Del Monte canned diced tomatoes and we put them on top. We put a little seasoning and we serve it on top of a bed of brown rice. So as we approached Friday... The stronger I felt throughout the week, all of a sudden this fear that I would not be able to get rid of the, the brown rice on Friday started to crack and crumble. Like, I mean, it was weaker and weaker and weaker as the time went by. Friday came, and my wife asked me that morning, you going to do the brown rice today? I was like, no. Not going to do the brown rice today. I'm going to try it without the brown rice. We're going to replace the brown rice with the mixed vegetables and see how it goes. And so we did. And that leads me to the very feeling that I want to talk about today. The feeling when you realize, holy crap, I can do this. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Hello. I'm Donato Russo. And I am the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called The Ranter's Creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals not if but when because you have no boundaries you are the champion of your story 
because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are enough. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with me. So I got some exciting news coming in the future episodes here. I have cognitive behavioral therapist Allison Fortune going to join me as a special guest on a future episode coming up. We're going to be discussing mindset and various other topics. So tune in. It is, I'm not promising you which episode it is because, you know, scheduling can change things but it is coming. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, I had a revelation of sorts on Friday, this past Friday. And that revelation was, I can do this. Now, I'm three years into my journey here. I have had this revelation for different aspects of my journey numerous times throughout it. And I can't even tell you how valuable this feeling is. Of all the times I talk about how much I'd love to disconnect emotion from everything, this feeling you achieve when you realize this, when you have challenged yourself to do something, and not only do you realize you can do it, but you can succeed at it, it is a valuable feeling. It's almost priceless. And I've had it happen to me numerous times throughout this journey. Now, I have, for all of the Harry Potter fans of the world, I have referred to myself numerous times as the Lord Voldemort of Weight Watchers. I have pushed the boundaries of Weight Watchers further than anyone ever have. I have experimented and pushed rules and regulations that have been placed on this system just to see what would happen. Many times in the past, I've had people look at me like I have 10 heads for doing the experiment I'm doing, mainly because these people are ruled by the scale. I'm talking about the majority of us, right? We're ruled by the result on the scale. So the idea of risking something and the risk being the scale going up for a stupid experiment doesn't seem worth the risk. But for me, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. That's how I've, I, you know what? 
if I'm going to do this, if this truly is a lifestyle change, I'm going to be in it for the rest of my life. Whether it's with Weight Watchers or with something else, I'm going to be in it the rest of my life. And the scale going up from an experiment is not going to cause me to quit. Especially if I know going in, the scale could go up if I do this. And I've done it numerous times. Numerous times throughout my three years on this journey. And I attribute a lot of my willingness to take risks to my success. Being 140 pounds down doesn't come easy. I would wonder how many people have ever been on Weight Watchers total and how many people ever made it to say that they have lost 140 pounds. What the ratio is of people who haven't and people who have, you know, kind of a thing. Just to get a number. My success in the long term has come because of my willingness to take these risks. And every time I've ever taken a risk, I'm not, t- I'm not telling you it went my way every time. It definitely did not go my way every time. Sometimes I failed miserably at whatever I was trying to do. What it did do successfully is disconnect the emotion or the strength of the scale with each experiment. Especially the failed experiments. The failed experiments led to like, well, you know what? I knew this could happen going into it. So, hey, it is what it is. It was in the name of whatever the experiment was at the time. And that's where we are right now. We are doing things in the name of an experiment. Why? Why did I come to this point? Let me ask you a question. What do you think is the most dangerous situation to be in while you are in a weight loss journey? Picture it in your mind. What is the most dangerous situation to be in when you are in a weight loss journey? Now, some of you out there are probably thinking, oh, being at a party and having all of my favorite junk food out on the table. Yeah, that's a dangerous situation. But you know what? Even if you fail miserably in that situation, when the party ends, the situation ends. Your journey does not. So that cannot be the dangerous moment. And some other you are thinking, whatever situation makes you weak, makes you feel weak or uncomfortable, these to you are the most dangerous possible moments to be in in your weight loss journey. But I can argue against both of those things because both of those things you can deal with. If you were in a dangerous situation surrounded by your favorite food, it's only for a limited period of time that you're in that situation. And even if you fail miserably, the next day is a new day. You can move forward from it. Here's what I think is the most dangerous situation to be in in a weight loss journey. That situation is being comfortable. Everyone has experienced this at some point in their journey. For some people, it's very soon in their journey. For others, it takes longer. For me, it happened both really soon and in the long term. I've told this before that 
in every attempt to lose weight in my past, regardless of the program, I could drop 20 pounds. People would start to realize I lost weight. It's something about losing 20 pounds people see. Anything less than 20 pounds, people don't really notice. But 20 pounds, and many people notice. And whenever I would get to this 20-pound mark, people would start to make comments. Oh, Don, you look great. You look great. What, what are you doing? What, what is it? You look fantastic. And then I'd get this feeling of confidence of what I'm doing and enjoying the, the attention. And sooner rather than later, I'd find myself in the situation where I'd say, oh, look, so-and-so I look, said I look so good. Or you're feeling the effects of the confidence and you allow yourself certain novelties. Oh, I can go out to eat. I lost 20 pounds. Look how everybody sees I'm doing great. I can allow myself this. And if you do that enough times, pretty soon the 20 pounds you lost is gone. You're back to square one and it's all over. I can't even begin to express how many times I've hit the 20 pound mark and failed right after that to the point where I hit the 20 pound mark this time in 2019 and I actively told people, please, I know what you're about to say. Don't say it. I cannot hear it right now. I know how you feel. Thank you. But I can't hear you say it. And I kept pushing to the next level. So I find myself over 100 pounds down. I got to the 100-pound mark. And now success is feeling really good. And confidence is at an all-time high. And not too long after that, I'm getting the 125-pound charm. Confidence is even higher. We are chasing the 150-pound charm. We have been chasing the 150-pound milestone charm since May of last year. We're almost a year into it. May of last year is when I hit the 125 pound mark. It's almost taken a year to drop another 25. I'm talking from experience. In 2004, I had gastric bypass surgery. I went from 460 pounds to 277 pounds in one year. The level of comfort I felt after that one year was even more than it is now. And I allowed that level of comfort to skew my judgment. I allowed that comfortability and that confidence to do everything possibly wrong I could possibly do to ruin the progress. It took 15 years to ruin the progress, but I did. And from 460 to 277, and from 277 to 396 in 15 years. And finally, after 15 years, I said enough was enough. I was on the doorstep to the promised land. On the doorstep. At this moment, I weigh less than I did then. I am lower now today than I was at my lowest after the gastric bypass. On top of that, I still managed to become comfortable. Because here I've been. Dancing between 130 pounds lost and 150 pounds lost. Since then, I got as close to the 150 charm as 148. I was two pounds away. That wasn't real weight loss at that point. I wasn't, I was sick, not feeling well, and I lost a bunch of weight because I could not eat. 
my stomach, I could not handle eating any food when I was sick. So I didn't, I basically did not eat for probably four straight days during that time. I did nothing but drink water for four straight days. And I barely drank the water because I couldn't keep even that down. Whatever went down came right back up. The one, when I hit the 148 pound the first time, it wasn't real weight loss. But still I got there and I said I'd be back. But instead I've gained a bunch of weight and been dancing in the 130s ever since. Somewhere between 130 pounds loss and 140 pounds loss ever since. So I came to the point where I'd said, I got to do something. I got to make a change here. I couldn't stay in this state of denial when I was on the climb. I was 396 trying to tell the world that, no, 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 I, I, I gained some weight, but not that much. It was such bullshit. And that's what we do. When we become comfortable, no one can convince you that you're heading toward a bad place. No one can convince you that you're going in the wrong direction. No one can convince you to get your head on straight and get back in the game. You have to realize it on your own. So the scale goes up and sometimes you start making excuses for it. Well, you know, my body weight fluctuates. So, I mean, there's a million and one excuses of why the scale goes in the wrong direction. And no one ever just says, oh, it's because I did this. It's because I did that. Sometimes you got to brave people. But when it becomes steady, gain, 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 and it's a steady climb, there's very few people that, that continually admit that. Sometimes when you finally make this realization that a change is necessary, sometimes a small adjustment is all is needed. And sometimes it's radical. It all depends on how comfortable you allowed yourself to become. Do I feel like changing my plan to tell Weight Watchers I'm a diabetic to experience the plan in a different way was radical? I don't know. I don't really feel like that is. But some might think it that way. But that was the decision I made, that I would do that. And then it became time to implement the decision, to do what is hard. And when you decide to do what is hard, you have to know you are going to fail. And every time you fail, so what? So what? You're going to fail, and as long as you adapt and try again, the failure does not matter. Fail, adapt, try again. Fail, adapt, try again. Fail, adapt, try again. Never, ever quit. Quitting is the only true failure. The goal in all of this in pushing yourself to do something beyond your limits, the goal is to find comfort in being uncomfortable. You know, there's a reason why when you're with a trainer, when you're doing an exercise video, they want you to feel the burn in the muscles. They want you to feel that you're, you're feeling the work of a certain muscle group when you're doing these exercises the correct way. And they want you to push it so that you feel that burn. There's nothing wrong with feeling that burn. There's nothing wrong with feeling uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong with feeling a little bit of pain. Well, it's too hard to do it. It's too hard. 
That's the point. To continually challenge yourself to do different things because as you progress and become more and more fit, you have to figure out new ways to challenge yourself to remain there. If you believe what worked for you in the beginning should work for you when you're 150 pounds down or 140 pounds down, whatever it is, you're, you're just flat out wrong. If you're starting today and you're hearing my voice, it's like you're in Pop Warner football. This is like when the little kids are dressed up in the little uniforms and the, the, the pads and the helmet are bigger than they are. And they're running around and you're wondering how the hell could they see anything and they're bumping into each other but they can't really do any damage. But they all, they look so cute in their uniform. That's what it's like in the beginning. Then you achieve some success. And hey, maybe you're playing some middle school football or you're playing some high school football and now you find some more success and you find yourself in the college ranks or in the NFL. Each one If you believe, saying you believe that you should be able to succeed doing what you did on day one on your final day to lose your final pound, it's the same as saying the Pop Warner kids should be able to play in the NFL. Simply not true. That's all there is to it. Simply not true. We have to get to the point where we voluntarily push ourselves out of being comfortable. We have to know because no one can tell us. We have to know that we are comfortable. We have to know that we have become comfortable and now we are in a dangerous place. No one can point that out to us. And then we have to make the adjustments and then we have to follow through. And when you make adjustments, when you make changes, it's all uncomfortable. I I explained it to you last week. Hunger, anxiety. I was only thinking about dropping rice. I didn't even do it yet. And I was going to having anxiety about it. And then by the end of the week, where I had actually planned to eat brown rice on Friday, I said no. It's not necessary because if I could do it for four days, then I can do it for five. So I did it. And it was that moment when I was asked, are you doing the brown rice today? It was that moment that I said, I can do this. The only thing stopping me from doing this all five days is me. I decided at the beginning of this week that I would not be able to give up brown rice on Friday. I decided that from the beginning, never ever thinking, let me just see how it feels when I get there. Or let me see, let me just get to the point and make the decision then. I had automatically made the decision from the beginning of the week. What happens when we make decisions like this? When we preemptively say we are going to do something just as long as it doesn't feel too uncomfortable. 
We'll do it as long. The minute I feel uncomfortable, I'm out. That's not the way it works. At any given moment, we have to be willing to give up everything that we think makes us who we are so we can be everything we were always meant to be. In a nutshell, this I can do this moment, it only has one requirement. And so many know that requirement, yet still only a few achieve it. And that requirement, daring to succeed. How long have you been sitting here making no changes because the very thought of it makes you feel uncomfortable? You know, if a storm came and wiped out your home and you lost everything, you can rebuild. If the U.S. economy crashed tomorrow and you lost all of your finances, you can make more money. If a doctor stood in front of you and said you will never walk again with the word of God in one hand and your sheer will to fight for your own life, you can stand in defiance of all medical logic and walk again. All of these things take one unwavering will to succeed, regardless of the circumstance. You know, we all have a set amount of time, and none of us knows how much time we've used, and none of us knows how much time we have left. And no one at all has figured out how to make more time. It is time to make moves. No more procrastination. No more time wasting. No more complacency in life. No more accepting the status quo and living in mediocrity. You were divinely designed to achieve greatness. It is time to get your ass in gear and do the damn work. No one gets to greatness for free. Everybody has a sacrifice they have to make to get there. Stop wasting time and start making moves right now. Right this minute. No one can do it for you. The power is in your hands. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.